Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Pete Werner here at the Disney Cruise Line corporate offices in Celebration, Florida, joined by an old friend, the Vice President of Entertainment and Port Adventures for Disney Cruise Line, Jim Murray. Thanks so much for having us over, Jim. It's great to be here, Pete. Thank you for joining us, really. Um, there's a lot of things I'd like to talk to you about today, but let's start with some basics. Um, you've had a, a really great uh, career here at Disney Cruise Line. I met you when you were the... Uh, Cruise director, director on board yeah. the Magic. Uh, well, I, uh, I've, yeah, I've been very blessed. I, I started cruising back in 1978, and I had a, a career before I came to Disney in cruising. And uh, I had the pleasure of bringing out five ships for the previous company. And Disney was just starting up at that time and looking for cruise directors to join the company. And so I joined in 1999, and I actually went to uh, Venice of all places for six months. Mm. What a chore that was! <laughs> uh, <laughs> And I spent six months in Venice eating lots of pasta, but also helping to build and uh, finish the Disney Wonder from an entertainment perspective. Then I brought out the Disney Wonder, and I was on there for a couple of years, and it was a delightful experience just uh, seeing Disney and how they really took Disney cruise or cruising to a, a whole different level and a different experience and with the immersive family experience and the great characters, the storylines, the shows... So I was on the Disney Wonder for some time, and then uh, I started going between the two ships, and that's when I met you on the Disney Magic. On Disney Magic. had a chance to meet you there. and I spent five years on board the ships, in fact. Uh, they flew by. It was just, you know, it was really interesting to actually go to, to sea after being at sea for so long, working with, you know, more of an adult audience, to actually have the children there and to see the, the experience through the eyes of children and watch the parents become children themselves with that excitement of watching the kids with the characters and just so much to do on our ships that are fun. Um, but, you know, after five years, I had a chance to come shoreside. My uh, predecessor moved on, and I had a chance to come here and work in the office. And it was great to come and join a, an incredibly talented, creative team, but also not just a cruise line. We're so lucky because we have the whole Disney company at our resources. and. Mm-hmm. So to start thinking about new ideas and new concepts for our cruise line and just had a great career since 1999, 2004 shoreside. I can't believe we're here now 2012. Exactly. I know. The years fly. The years fly. Well, you talk about uh, develop using the company's resources to develop uh, new concepts in cruising, and that's one of the things I definitely wanted to talk to you about today is um, these Pixar cruises that are sailing out of Los Angeles this fall. Uh, where did... Talk to me about that process. Talk to me about what these Pixar cruises are and what makes them different from the other itineraries you have going out of out of the West Coast. Well, this kind of all came about from the the Disney Fantasy launch. Um, during that time, John Lasseter was on board the ship, and we were all talking about the West Coast cruises. John had presented a, an incredible presentation on board the ship um, during the cruise, which was just a showstopper. I mean, his not only his amazing way of articulating the animation, storylines, the heart, just, well, when he did that, we thought, what a great way to do something totally unique that only Disney Cruise Line could do, and that is to take the giant, iconic entertainment company of Disney and, you know, the giant, iconic company of animation and do something in, in on the West Coast, which is so befitting of where it all began, to do a Pixar cruise. So it's a really exciting way of merging the two together. We have four cruises lined up um, through September and October, and I think they're going to be chance of a lifetime to meet animators. We have some 
on every cruise two animators coming from Pixar, mm -hmm. and they will come and talk about the animation process. John Lasseter will be sailing on one of our cruises too. Uh, there'll be a chance to see behind the scenes opportunities. Monsters University, which will be coming out uh, in the future, right. is going to have a glimpse preview of that. Also, um, Premier at Sea of Finding Nemo 3D. That's right. And we're going to, for the first time, you know, you forget how many movies we have that we don't actually show anymore on the ship. We will feature um, all of the Pixar movies that are really made, uh, featuring shorts as well, that um, some of the famous shorts. It's going to be a really unique opportunity. I, I'm, I'm really excited because um, we're also going to make a lithograph. Uh, Stephen Purcell, Steve Purcell, who was actually co-director of the great movie Brave, which just came out, which I think is a phenomenal and another great package mm -hmm. of the uh, fantastic Pixar movies. But he has uh, created a lithograph, which is just uh, for this cruise, which will be given away as a gift to all of the guests on board. Oh. Um, and it really is, it is great. It's the ship, and it's a blend between the ship and the wonderful Pixar characters. So that's also unique. But, you know, also not just the, the excitement about what's going to be on board the ship, but also I think the West Coast... It's just got some great scenic elements. We're going to be overlaying some wonderful port adventures too. Uh, partner with John Lassiter, we'll have a visitation to his private estate, a one-of-a-kind opportunity to go and actually see his estate and <laughs> behind the scenes where he lives. Yeah, the I, Disney fan in me is really starting to tremble at the moment. Yeah, so. that's going to be really special. Nancy, his wife, has agreed to meet and you know guide the people around their estate. And there's some real surprises there that I won't share because they want to share oh. uniquely themselves. Um, and then uh, we'll have some other great winery visits and we'll have actually on board the ship uh, some some of uh, the great um, sommeliers will join us and wine connoisseurs from the, the west coast, from Sonoma and from Napa. Uh, we'll also have um, on board the ship uh, from the Lassiter family's winery, we'll have their special wine being served, pairing throughout the cruise. There'll be parties on board the ship. We're going to have characters we've never had before on board the ship, some of, our, some of the famous Pixar characters. Um, and as I said, great great chance to meet the uh, the actual um, animators and to talk about the behind the scenes of how the animation came about because, you know, really it has taken animation to a whole new level. Yeah, it has, it has. When when you look at at doing things like this from your end in entertainment and port adventures, um, how much time do you need? How much time do you need to? You know, put the entertainment together, figure out the ports and, and what the port adventures are going to be. There must be an awful, there's an awful lot of moving parts there. When I think about entertainment, especially on the ships. Yeah, we started working on this uh, with Pixar back in uh, March, actually, when the, the fantasy, just after the fantasy came out. We started working on the process. You know, and, and you know, there's some tours over there. Going to, you know, the, the, the Walt Disney Family Museum is another great addition to uh, opportunities to actually see something unique. Um, yeah, there's a lot of planning, working with the, the vineyards, trying to create special experiences in the, the Napa and Soma, Sonoma area, which haven't been experienced before. We're trying to find to put it, a way to put a twist on our, our port adventures. You know, we have the standard experiences that other cruise lines might use, but we always have our signature experiences that we try to partner with people in that area mm -hmm. that haven't thought of, help them think of new ways to expose experiences in a different way. So there's a lot of planning. I have a great team. I'm very lucky. I have a wonderful gentleman in charge of Port Adventures, Larry, and a great creative team, David, uh, on our team. Um, also just partners from over on the West Coast because the great thing about Disney is when you go somewhere, 
we always have a resource in that area. So if we're going to Europe, we have resources, you know, in Euro Disney, Disney in Paris, and we also have resources on the West Coast out of there. So, you know, a great experience for our guests to actually be, to be able to go and see the new Cars Land that just opened mm. in uh, California when they're on the West Coast. I'm so, excited to see that myself. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I've seen great renderings of it. It looks, and my leaders here, Carl Holtz, has been to see it and said it's just unbelievable. So. A lot of great experiences to be had just for the cruise itself. San Diego, San Francisco, Los Angeles, you know, and then Ensenada, another great place for a Mexican experience. So the cruises, a seven-day cruises, and I think they're going to be something for everybody. How do the destinations, that these different destinations that you'll go to you, where you put the ships, how does that inform and influence your decisions in terms of the enter- entertainment on board the ship? Does that change? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we... You know, when you're going to these places and having gone there before and not always having seen this be the case, I felt, I felt it's very important that if you're going to be in Italy, then you should have an Italian singer maybe in the atrium, a surprise singer that just pops up. And, and if you're maybe a, an acoustic string section that will be playing music in keeping with that area to celebrate where you're going to. And so, yeah, we, in Europe, in our season that we were there before, or seasons, we, we tried to always have a sprinkling of entertainment. In end of cruising, it's not always the most efficient way to do it, but it's the right way, I think, is to you know, bring on a troupe of flamenco dancers if you're going to be going to Spain. You know, to try and layer in, so you, all of your you know, experiences are immersed together, that you're not just getting onto a ship that is going to these places, the ship celebrates the experience too. So that is our strategy, and that's what we've followed, and that's what we'll continue to follow when we go to new regions. That's, yeah, I, I, especially uh, when I was on the Mediterranean cruise last year, that uh, the addition of the, uh, of the opera singer in the, Italian. Uh, the Italian opera uh, in, the, in the atrium and those little touches, it really did. It really added this layer of... of I don't even want to say authenticity, although it did. Uh, but there was this extra piece of theming that kind of painted, finished off the whole picture of what we were experiencing. Having we do that with our BGM, you know, one of our most. I, I know, a lot of people don't really notice it, but BGM to us is so ex- incredibly important. Uh, you know, when you walk in the parks, and when you go down um, in Hollywood Studios, for instance, and you're walking towards the Tower of Terror, you know, the the music helps that other sensation that we rely upon taste, you know, sight, but the music is so important. So even in Europe and, you know, wherever we take our ships to, we we transcend the background music. So I said BGM, it's an acronym, but right. I, I said we use acronyms so much. But, <laughs> but the background music, you know, we change that on board the ship so that it's once again in keeping with the area that we're at. But I think that's important because... You know, when you go to these regions, you you might be on a floating hotel, but it's, again, I think it's important for us to pay a salute to where we're going to. We talked about uh, the Mediterranean cruises. We've talked about the West Coast cruises, the Pixar cruise in particular. But uh, Galveston, Miami, New York, now all part of the Disney cruise experience. How has that impacted you? Well, first and foremost, I think that one, another Disney difference is the a sense of arrival. One thing that we were very keen on when we started going to New Ports of Call, when we ventured over to Barcelona, for instance, we wanted the guests to have a feeling of arrival into a Disney experience when they entered the terminal. 
So I was just in New York on the Disney Magic, and uh, uh, and I've been to all of the ports of call we've gone to that are new turning port points, uh, ports in the past, and we. The, the decor, we put the decor up and we have a whole decor package or when you walk in the terminal, it's Disney, you don't feel you're just walking into that standard terminal, we try to turn it into a sense of arrival right from the get-go walking in, so we have to send a team out to put the decor up and teach the local team and our own travelling um, uh, team that manage the actual terminals how to install and take down the a terminal decor, so you really feel like New York. You know, we featured that with overlays with Mickey and Minnie, and celebrating New York, and we'll do the same when we get to Galveston. Um, same when we go to Miami and any any other port of call, we always have an overlay. But then the most complex thing for me overseeing port adventures, and we called them port adventures when I took over the responsibility of the area, because sure excursions, which most other people call them. You know, it just sounds like you're going on an excursion. We wanted them to actually be an adventure. Mm-hmm. And we wanted, and I, uh, I, earlier I alluded to the fact of when we went to Europe, really wanted it to be exciting for the children. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I, when I first visited Europe, I was young, and I remember thinking, oh, my goodness, where's Dad going to take me to next? Another museum. So, you know, it's really important for us that when you go to these ports that we create something for the entire family. Right. And try to have signature tours, things that haven't been done before. That you know, wine tasting at uh, Greycliffs in Nassau, uh, going to the cellar, seeing their multitudes of wines and spirits that have never been exposed to public. You know, with special luncheon experiences. You know, just try to find ways that to to open up these ports of call in a different way, which is great, but it takes a lot of doing. Because you know, when you're going to Europe now, we're talking about Venice, and what are we going to do in Venice? What are going to be the... We have some really big, fun surprises coming down the pipe for families in Venice that hasn't been done before, um, and experiences that only we can put on. Um, we did that in Russia last time, we were, when we mm-hmm. visited Russia, you know, and Catherine's Palace, just an incredible experience with um, a ball the families with their princesses but always trying to find a way to turn turn a tour or a short excursion into a port adventure and turn it on his head that is the hardest work because it every port you go to it is different whether you're looking for a unique um, um, spa for them to visit or a neat a unique beach or a unique um, area where they can privately rent you know cabanas it, it's it, it it's you think it would have been done before but, you know, you have to go out and research and find new places to take them to. So that's the hardest work. Now, we did ask our, uh, our, our fans on Facebook if they had any questions sure. for you. Well, one question from Jeff Alves is wondering if they're going to be offering these Pixar cruises again next year. You know, I think at the moment we're going to take these four cruises as unique cruises. Um, you know, the, it took a lot of planning. It's taking a lot of planning. They, we want them to be unique. Um, I would never say never, but I think for the time being we're focusing on these four cruises. We want to make them unique and really special, so I would not be prepared to commit that we would do this again. Other than, uh, from uh, Jennifer Fagan, uh, other than character appearances, how will the Pixar theme carry through to other aspects of the cruise, meals, movies, deck parties, etc.? The deck will have an atrium party with characters we've never had on the ship before. Uh, there'll be a lot of support around the wine uh, partnering with with the region we're going to um, but also have a 25th anniversary um, incredible exhibition 
with with artwork from Pixar, over 100 pieces of artwork, which will be um, put up uniquely for these four cruises along deck number four, and also some other renderings inside Studio C that have not been seen before. And there'll be there's a 25-year exhibition going around. This is a complete reproduction of that, which will be on the ship for only those four cruises. As I say, you will see, you'll have a chance to meet two um, high-end Pixar animators that would not normally be doing these presentations, would take you behind the scenes of animation. That sounds fascinating. They are absolutely incredible. And to have John Lasseter actually join us for one of the cruises is also... And I guess you're keeping that data secret, huh? There, because anything could change. We never know. You know, he's a very busy man, but the chief, you know, creative officer of Pixar Animation is going to even salute us and come on board the ship. But, you know, I, I think there'll be a lot of overlays, a lot of surprises in the terminal on your arrival. Um, so it's, there's, it's going to be completely sprinkled with Pixar throughout the cruise. Wow. Well, the Pixar theme, this is from uh, Patrick uh, Alcasid. Will the Pixar theme carry over uh, off the ship onto the excursions? Um, well, once again, I think going to the Lassiter estate... Yeah, that's um, a carryover, yeah. ...is going to be... <laughs> you know, that in itself is an incredible <coughs> experience. Um, you know, the, the, the Walt Disney Family Museum will be obviously Disney, but, uh, you know, I think that the, the immersion will be basically on the ship. On the, the fact ship. that heavy overlay... Um, and chance to meet characters, as I say, that you've not met before, and, and terminal, and the other you know, party, um, deck party, and we'll be playing the movies that we we don't show on the ships anymore because they're released and they go back in the archives. Right. And, and and finally, Nemo 3D will be on the ship for the season. Actually, John Lasseter has given us be a great the okay. place to see it. Yeah, it will be a perfect place to see it. Now, kind of changing tracks a little bit, talking about entertainment on board the ship, especially when you go into two new ships like the Dream and the Fantasy, uh, the level and amount, sheer amount of entertainment and uh, activities, especially for kids, on those ships is staggering. Are you involved in that process from the building of the ship, or do you get kind of get brought in for the entertainment after the ships are, are built? Or I'm very fortunate because in, in, in a lot of places um, within the organization, there are two teams. There's the Walt Disney Imagineering team that imagine these beautiful concepts and incredible uh, adventures for the family. And then there's the operators that operate it. And there's always a connectivity between the, the two. But I, I think because cruise ships are so unique um, and it's not like a piece of land that you're building upon and then you deliver it, this is a, a very you know, confined structure that you're building within, that the the development, the creative, and the ability to actually um, deliver upon it and uh, operate on board the ship are more connected. So, yes, I was involved from the very beginning, um, and I'm very pleased that I was allowed to be involved in it and, and proud to be a part of the team from, from the very infancy of thinking about the adventure game. How would it work mm. on a ship? Uh, and there's, there's another example of, of not seeing always the potential of something. The adventure game was, was first of all, an exciting and a very unique experience to put on a ship. Um, never been done before. Right. Um, I think a lot of people thought, how will it play out? You know, will it be a, a great opening gimmick? Will it 
you know, will it be played at first? How, what will its life be like? It's unbelievable that over two-thirds of the ship go through that experience every cruise. Wow, Parents, really? and my father was on the ship. I mean, and he's hard, hardcore entertainment all of his life. And he's close to 80, and he got the card. We went around to play the game. He was like a kid. I couldn't keep up with him. He was trying to make everything come alive. It is so exciting. I mean, it's in, in every cruise, we have a, a huge turnout. It's one of the best. And it now brings the ship alive. It does. Because now, you, now the ship is a part of an experience, which it already is. But now you've got a reason to go around and transfer with your family. And it's repeatable because there's three ways to three games on there with the Muppets and you know puppies and paintings. So it's just incredible. But that... The, the 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 aqueduct is another incredible toy. I mean, the, the every age group loves the aqueduct, you know, and it's repeatable again. But there's just so much on board the ship. But just everything you walk around the ship, the the start, the art that comes alive. You not if you're not playing the adventure game, it just all comes alive in you front of you. Have to pass by something yeah. and it moves. Yeah, the, the I, ship is just it, it, it's a, the whole ship is entertainment. So to answer your question, yeah. Get involved. Was involved at the beginning, watching the animation magic come alive in Animator's Palette, which is just an incredible. Watching the the adults drawing their animated character and watch it come alive on the screen. And I again, I took my father to see Crush. You know, he's seen a lot of entertainment, but he sat there and first we went, "Oh wow, this is great!" And he was just watching Crush swim around, did not realize he was going to interact with my father, mm. and then started talking to him. And he couldn't believe that he was actually talking. <laughs> and so he was off uh, two cruises with Nassau, so he had to go back there and do it again. But he's, I've never seen my father draw, and he sat down and did his first animation, not knowing what he was doing, and then saw it come alive. So when we went back next time, he took so much time with the detail. But it's just everything is so magical. And the other part that was incredibly fun was working with our great partners, Kevin Aud and the, the the creative team that help us produce the shows. I mean, we we took a direction. Um, just after I came shoreside, we were looking to refresh shows, and we'd always at that time had similar shows on each ship. And we did that for a reason, because ships were, people were traveling between the ships and wanted to see the shows again. And we took the stand to say, how can we create a different menu on each ship? A unique menu. So when we were bringing out the Disney Dream and the Disney Fantasy, we deliberately de- deliberately decided that we wanted to keep the Disney Dreams, which continues to be one of our most popular shows on the ship for the classic ships, mm-hmm. the um, Disney Wonder and the Disney Magic. So we didn't reproduce that. We wanted to make and create a new signature show with another heartfelt story. This time appealing to the fathers and their daughters. You know that relationship, the mm-hmm. special, which was very unique to me at the time because my daughter was being was getting married oh. but it reached to everybody in the audience you know children mothers daughters but it was uh, another why don't I make an iconic signature show and so we we gave birth to Disney's Believe which has been extremely popular and that resides on both ships but then we tried to really mix it up and we experimented with going back to a classic and again you know, Disney's Aladdin has been um, on the west coast for some time only exposed to the west coast um, and when discussing what would we put on the ship, we thought we'd, you know, let's bring a, a full book story, one, you know, book story of one story, because a lot of the times we've added what we call a variety show, which is a collage of our stories put together with an overarching story. 
Aladdin has been a huge hit for us. It's one of our best rated shows on the ships, the guest love So having the ability to be in, at the very beginning and plan those shows uh, was extremely exciting. That must have been. That must have been. And it's and it struck me the first time I was on the fantasy in particular. Uh, just it, it made me think. Like you said, you talk about the shows and you talk about the all the different entertainment venues, whether it's the adult entertainment area or in the kids' clubs or the adventure game throughout the ship, uh, and especially, as you pointed out, that show on Animator's Palette. Isn't that it incredible? animation show. Yeah, I watch every person. I was just on the Fantasy about three weeks ago, and I watched the audience again. I had been off there for I hadn't been on there since it came out. And I, uh, and I just watched the, the guests in every age group. When they see that animation, it's like that magical moment. You always everybody's really word to be an animator. Yeah. It really is, you know. And sometimes we hear the that that phrase "magical moment" and it can get overused. And you may think that, you know, especially you know when you know for for us uh, being on the ships a lot and being in the parks a lot and we work around it a lot, and we're used to Disney's level of creativity and the, and especially what Imagineering does, and we become kind of used to it. So that when I for me in particular. When I have a moment like that, because you know, you go and you sit down, you got to draw yeah. something. I'm like, oh, come on now, what is this? I, I want to eat, I'm starving. But yeah, okay, you draw something. And then they take them, I'm like, okay, what the heck was that about? And then you see that, you see what happens with what is you that drew. Isn't it just incredible? That, I mean, that, that, that equipment, I never stunned. thought it looked so well. But you know, going back to that, that's, that's going to be another special thing for the, the West Coast cruises because these guys. You know, when you sit down and you do your drawing, and you see different people from all different standards, and I watched Joe Lanzisro, who was an animator, who's who's the creative um, overview for the entire um, building of the Disney Dream and the Disney Fantasy. This gentleman's a genius. You know, he's a, he's a not only his eye for detail. You know, oversaw so many elements that are so unique to the Dream and Fantasy. But I've sat down and watched him draw. And it's just incredible. Mm. And so the ability to go and meet these Pixar animators, who when you when you watch um, Brave, I just saw Brave recently when it first came out, and you know the the hair and the the incredible animation they create, you know, it, and you just when you just sit there and do your own drawing, you will see that come alive. I can't imagine being an animator exactly. and seeing the years. I was watching at the end of. Um, uh, the, at the end of the all of the uh, credits, they had a one showing how many children were born during the life of the making of this movie, and it puts into perspective how many years it took it takes to, do to it. make one animation movie like that, and the amount of people on that set to create it, and all those incredible animators. So another reason to go on a Pixar cruise to meet those because incre- every cruise will have two animators, uh, and it will tell you all about the behind the scenes development of these incredible movies. movies so. Well, Jim, it has been wonderful uh, getting to talk with you again. I thank you. You've been very generous with your time, inviting us into your home away from home uh, to, to talk with us. Thanks so much. It's been a real pleasure. Peter, it's great to have you here, and thank you for you and all your fans who cruise with us. It's always nice to have them on board the ship. Thank great. you. Thanks so much.